Hi, this is Savannah. And this is Brian from the Dorky Diva Show. And you're listening to Star Wars. The best place for below average Star Wars. In a world where people need 80s and 90s movie reviews, two regular Geordies combine forces to bring you the Brother to Brother 80s and 90s movie review podcast. Check them out on Twitter, YouTube, and all decent podcast vendors. Hello there, and welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below-average Star Wars. I am the Geordie Jedi Pete. I'm Jason Hobdoling. And I'm Kat Rizielka. And we are here to deep dive into some Star Wars news, talk some Star Wars chat, and uh, maybe talk about some hot throne, some hot Adam Driver returning as Kylo Ren maybe, but who knows, we'll see, we'll see how carried away we get. Oh dear. Wow, this could be our best episode so far. <laughs> Quite possibly, Kat. I think we've got some topics here that you're going to love. I think let's just dive straight in with, obviously, there's been a lot of um, Book of Boba Fett announcements, official announcements and promotional material this past week. You know, we've had uh, some character posters released. We've had two TV spots as well as a trailer. Um, and we have had announced that there's going to be seven episodes of the series. Um, let's just dive in with the character posters first. Um, Jason, let's start with you. Sort of, what were your thoughts when you saw these character posters get released online the other day? I I I love them. I love the characters. I, I love Boba Fett, and I like you know Fennec Shand is really becoming a character that I'm looking forward to seeing more of. Um, I do like these rather moody-looking posters with, like, the... It's almost like a storm around them, and I think that's what the story's going to be. You know, I, Boba Fett taking over Jabba's palace and everything. Um, yeah, they they just set the scene, and then the teasers, they're not giving too much away, but it's enough to, you know, we've only got... How many more days is it? 30 days left to go till the big reveal. Um, so, yeah, I was disappointed about the seven episodes. Um, I was hoping for eight. Um, but I've, I've got my fingers crossed that maybe the first episode is going to be a bit more of a feature length um, episode. But who knows? Yeah, obviously, you know, we. That's the thing with Disney Plus and Netflix and these streaming services who are making their own content. Um, episodes can vary in length. It doesn't have to be one hour. It doesn't have to be a you know, 22-minute episode. They, they can be as long as the creators want them to be. don't have to fit any mold. So, you know, we get, we're getting seven episodes, which feels strange, considering we've had eight of The Mandalorian. But, um, you know, who, who's to say that some of them aren't, don't go as long? Some might be longer longer than an hour. We'll have to wait and see. Um yeah, it, it is one of those. Um, 
Kat, did you get a chance to see the character posters featuring Boba and Fennec Shand? I have, and they look really amazing. I think there's almost sort of a Western vibe to them with those sort of hazy oranges and like a sandstorm blowing around them. It sort of combines those elements of Tatooine and the Western film influences on Star Wars really well. And it puts both Boba Fett and Fennec Shand centre stage in each poster and they're going to be our main characters. It's their story we're following. So that's just beautiful rendition of them. And they're just, they're dramatic, they're moody. And I think they're going to find their way onto lots of fans' walls. Yeah, I think for me, these these character posters really did pop. Um, you know, it's two characters we're very aware of. You know, we've, we've seen them both in The Mandalorian. Um you know, we've seen Fennec in Bad Batch and Mandalorian recently. Um, but when these, when I scrolled past these, I stopped by. It was like, oh, wow. And they did look, they popped extra special. The colours were really sharp. Those Western vibes that you mentioned, I think, are very similar to vibes you get from a lot of sort of um, Robert Rodriguez's post. I work for his movies, who's, of course, one of the showrunners on this project. Um, so, yeah, for me, I think... Yeah, I, th- I think we're going to get a grand western here, um, and I-, I cannot wait to get to know these characters more. Um, I think I think we're going to be loving these guys. I think they're going to be up against it, um, but I, th- I think they really are going to take us on a journey where we, where we fall in love with both of them. Um, and I know you know fall in love with Boba Fett sounds strange because everyone loves Boba, but we don't really know much about Boba. But I think we're going to fall in love with him for his character, not just because of how cool he looks and for the mystique as they actually pull back that mystique and reveal his true character i think that's going to make us fall in love with them even more um so yeah sort of very very exciting character posters there um as with the you know we got the trailer and then you know within two days of each other we got sort of two tv spots or teasers you know 30 seconds each videos which didn't really give away too much but uh came out of blue as well just dropped on youtube dropped on disney plus um I like these. I thought they they got me excited for the the show coming in. You know what, what was it you said, Jason? Thirty days. I think it is, isn't it? Twenty uh, ninth of December. So, oh, near, yeah, nearly twenty nine days. Whoa. Yeah. So I, you it didn't give anything away, which means we can go in the episodes having nothing spoiled, which is what I want. But it, it showed enough to really get me excited. I, I kind of go back, can't wait to go back to Tatooine, seeing Jabba's palace. Um, that's one of the things I liked about the TV spots is that, you know, we know Boba's going to be at Jabba's Palace because of the cut scene at the end of Mando Season 2. Um, but we got to see a lot of Jabba's Palace in these scenes um, in the two TV spots for for Book of Boba. Um, and, you know, it's something we know we know he's going to be there because of that cut scene. And they're just showing us more of it. But just the way it looked, it really does pull back the nostalgia curtain, I think. Um, and, you know, I, I cannot wait to see, see where we're at Tatooine-wise and how these crime syndicates are functioning. Um, what were some of your favourite bits from the from the TV spots or the teasers, Kat? Oh my gosh, I think from the first one that dropped, which was called Rain, it was that moment right at the end where Tamoya Morrison says, I am Boba Fett. And the way he delivers it in this sort of right one long running 
whisper almost underneath his helmet. It is so dramatic and it really resonates, sent chills down my spine. And I don't know if it was deliberate, but it's actually very similar in delivery to how Boba Fett was introduced long ago in the holiday special. So I thought that was quite a nice nod to something that most fans want to forget, but it was really good to see. And then I think in Message, uh, the second um, teaser, it was probably that moment where um, we get to see Boba Fett in the back to tank, which is definitely hinting that possibly we're going to be seeing what happened to Boba Fett, you know, and he's going to explain how did he get out of the Sarlacc? What happened? Why, why then did he like hide out on, on Tatooine and not immediately try to rise back to the top? And the, the Twitterverse has been blowing up about it. I've seen loads of memes comparing that scene to the um, to the tweet uh, Tamuera put out in from his from his hot tub. <laughs> People are compa- comparing that as the same scene, which is really funny. And uh, <laughs> yeah, imagining sort of a relaxed relaxed Boba Fett in in a back to hot tub is exactly what I think fans need. Jason, what what's your thoughts on the back to tank images we've seen? Do you think? We're going to actually see him call out of the Sarlacc? Uh, I think we're going to get the explanation, um, which, let's face it, the fans want to know the story behind it. And it's it's almost Disney justifying bringing Boba back. Um, But no, yeah, there's so many in those two teasers. It's like, um, I I love there's one bit where they seem to be, or... There seems to be a chase sequence going across the rooftops of Tatooine. Um, so it looks like there's going to be plenty of action. Play- well, if it's Robert Rodriguez, we know that's the sort of style he's in for. You know, we just have to look at his episode of Mando that he did. Um, but also, uh, I think as well with Tamara Marston, I think he he's genuinely very protective of the character of Boba Fett and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he grows with it um, because obviously it is such a legendary character um, it's going to be a lot of fun I think yeah definitely I think for me I don't know if we're actually going to see the entire scene of Fett sort of surviving the Sarlacc and getting help or is it going to be like in flashbacks um, who knows? But I, I'm I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be good. Um, I wonder where that back the tank is. Is it in Jabba's palace? Is there a secret chamber somewhere where he gets access to that? Um, and I wonder how long he has to go and back that for. You know, if he's got to be in back that for like a year or a few months, or he's got to keep going in and out of back that for a long time, because you know the Sarlacc's meant to be one of the worst things that can happen to you. Period. Um, then you know maybe he's got to go for like intensive, intensive back that treatments. Um, you know like it's sad to say, but almost like you know if you've got sort of really bad cancer, you know you've got to go for intensive chemotherapy where you know you're there quite a lot, getting a lot of different chemotherapies, and it really does take it out of you and drain you, and that almost kills you itself. Um, maybe it's sort of 
intensive backup treatments for Boban, that's why he's out the game so much. And when he finally does come, he's able to not have back there anymore. You know, that's why this guy's already got his armor on and running around being a sheriff. Yeah, and it's um, it's going to be interesting because I know there's rumors that obviously they might go back to the story of Cobb Van, um, which is obviously a big possibility with everything on Tatooine and that. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a reveal, um, a, you know, to have got out of there and ended up in a back tank, to me, suggests that maybe someone saved him. And that in itself could be quite an interesting story. Um, but it, who knows, with Filoni, um, Favreau and now Robert Rodriguez, the story could go anywhere. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of Boba Fett... Um... You know, Josh Trank was originally brought on to producer and director Boba Fett movie way back, you know, in Celebration 2015. was announced, came out on stage. Um, and then James Mangold was also rumoured to have taken over. Um, Kathleen Kennedy's confirmed that um, Mangold was never attached, um, which makes sense that she would, you know, there's, there's no issues between Mangold and Lucasfilm. You know, James Mangold's currently directing Indiana Jones 5. Um which is in production now. Um, so, you know, there's no need to distance themselves or tell lies there. Um, and then Kathy's also went on to talk about Josh Trank's uh, working in the project, just saying that there was virtually no previous development. We never got very far with Josh, quite frankly, because we never developed anything specific with him. Um, and she says that James Mangle never worked on a Boba Fett story. Um, so there we go. So there wasn't much there to work with. Um, but as we've seen, you know, it was part of Dave Filoni and John Favreau's plan to work Boba Fett in from the start. Um, you know, the, the, the planted him there in season one. That was always Boba that added the Spurs and everything. Um, had him come in season two. That episode where we're seeing really go full Boba mode, where he's totally owning everyone and killing everyone. That is the episode directed by Robert Rodriguez, and then here we are, the Boba Fett series, where. Rodriguez has joined the team as a showrunner. Um, so, yeah, sort of the, the time is there, the development's there for those guys to tell this Boba Fett story, so it's nothing but exciting. Um, Kat, what were your thoughts on it being seven episodes confirmed? I think, I think like with most things, it's always the quality and not the quantity. As, as long as these are seven really good episodes, I certainly don't mind. I think the Loki Disney Plus series was only seven episodes and that felt right for the story. And I think that's probably what has gone on with the Book of Boba Fett. Seven episodes felt right for the story. Otherwise you would need a new season or it's going to end in an odd way. So as long as as long as there's good story... And it flows. You have that cinematic flow from one episode to another and that they combine to make sense. Then I'm happy with seven episodes. Do you think we'll get a season two? I would definitely think there's going to be a season two. Uh, Boba Fett is this massively popular Star Wars character, you know, with a fan following to rival, I think, any of the Skywalkers any of the Jedi. 
So I think there would almost undoubtedly be a season two. Jason, do you want to see season two? Yeah, I do. Um, it'll be interesting because uh, I, I know I've heard rumours about obviously Mando could end after three or they could go to four seasons. Um, would Boba Fett come? You know, they're spreading things with Mando now. Um, obviously, they've said that um, they basically didn't do much with Rangers of the Republic. Um, but what they did have, they're probably going to bring into the Mando series. Um, so it'll be interesting where that comes in. Boba Fett is he's almost a cash cow for Disney, I think, and Lucasfilm at the moment. So I'm pretty sure that as long as Tamara Morrison's willing to do another season, it'll carry on. Yeah. Moving on from Boba Fett, uh, but staying with the Disney Plus Star Wars world, um, Deadline are reporting that there's been a cast announcement for the Ahsoka TV series. Obviously, it's not been confirmed or denied by Lucasfilm or Disney. Um, but Deadline are reporting that Ivana Sakno uh, from Pacific Rim Uprising is being cast opposite Rosario Dawson um, for the Disney Plus series Star Wars Ahsoka. Um, they've said it's going to be a new character. Um, let's go to you, Kat. Obviously, you've, you've got a very interesting theory on who... Um, on who Ivana Sakno could be playing in Ahsoka? I do. Um, obviously, I I don't know. I'm totally speculating here. But it's interesting that they've chosen Ivana Sakno because she is Romanian. And naturally, she does have a Romanian accent. So I am wondering if she's going to be playing some kind of female chiss, one of Fawn's species. When they came to cast Fawn for Star Wars Rebels, they deliberately went with Lars Mikkelsen for his Swedish accent to bring that to the character, which they thought would fit. And I just thought, well, albeit, you know, Romanian and Swedish are two completely different accents, they're both still European. And it would just, it, it would seem to fit, for me at least. I have no idea. She could be playing. She could be playing another Mandalorian. She's got uh, experience working in action movies, so that would also make sense. But it's exciting. It's it's definitely exciting to see where where that where that character is going to fit and who she might be playing. Yeah, I think when I saw her face, I was like, hmm. I was getting sort of like maybe Imperial Officer type vibes. She's got sort of very high cheekbones. Um, you know, in the picture I've seen, she's got sort of short hair, which could be kept very well, as you would get from a Fury officer. But the moment you mentioned sort of the chiz, I could see that straight away um, as well. So very, very interesting um, times. Jason, what's sort of your thoughts on the casting news? Yeah, I, uh, I'll be honest. I hadn't thought about the character she could be playing. Um, uh, Cat's theory sort of makes sense especially when you consider with um although i haven't read it yet obviously i've read a lot of the reviews and that about what's happening in the latest fraud novelization um so obviously that's sort of painting the history of where frauds come from 
and where he's likely to have ended up after the point of Rebels, um, which would mean, from what I can gather, that there's a possibility that we're going to be introduced to more of the Chiss. So, yeah, it would make sense, especially as Ahsoka um, and, we assume, Sabine Wren are going to be looking for Ezra and Thrawn. Um, so, yeah, the there's so much that could happen with the characters. It's and personally, I love the character of Ahsoka. I was disappointed that Ashley Exton didn't get a chance to play her, but at the same time, for me, Rosario Dawson fitted the the image of the character perfectly, and I think she did a. I think she almost did tribute to the work that Ashley had done beforehand by the way that she tried to match Ashley's own voice um, without impersonating. And, uh, yeah, I really, you know, I'm looking, the Ahsoka series is one that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, and as Kat and everyone else knows, I'm a big Rebels fan. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Actually, we need Rosario to leak something on Instagram about this. Come tell us who Ivana's <laughs> playing. <laughs> yeah, please, Rosario, you're good like that. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the Chiz, um, Twitter has blown up literally today about Hot Hot Throne. Uh, Kat, I'll let you tell all the people about Hot Hot Throne. <laughs> yes, um, Random House Publishing have given the details for the very limited edition exclusive for Fawn Lesser Evil by Timothy Jean, which includes a completely redesigned cover by um, Magali Villanueva. And it is a very hot fawn. They've basically done to Fawn what they did to Callus in Rebels Season 3, in that they've messed up his uniform, rumpled it up, giving him a very windswept hairdo and Yes, it has made Fawn look very interesting and, and to be fair, what should be illegally good looking. <laughs> oh, Kylo's got competition. Not quite, but I mean, it depends. It depends how you feel about blue skin, but yeah. So here's my question, Kat. I need you to list, list them from one to three, one being the hottest. So we've got Hot Callus, Hot Throne, or like, I don't know, what what would be your hottest Kylo Ren? Would it be Kylo Ren when he's on Mustafar? <laughs> when he's a bit sweaty after killing all of the people trying to get the uh, Sith Wayfinder? Um, I think, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really... <laughs> I know I don't who's really going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're going to make listeners think I'm totally, totally crazy. Um, you are. Thank, you. thanks for that. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah. Kylo comes first. I think. Yeah, one of one of the best moments is actually when I I love the moment between him and Ray when they're touching hands. That's. At the moment that completely sticks in my head because he's open to vulnerability at that moment. Um, I thought you were going to say the bit where Ray says to him, can you put a robe on, please? 
go go have a cold shower um <laughs> then then i would say then i would actually say yeah fawn fawn beats callus for me um which i never thought i would say but there we go that's what especially uh, based off one image that's what the art that's what the artist has done but yeah so kylo then then fawn then then hot callus we need we clearly need a star wars hotties calendar at this point well we're gonna put you in charge of um picking all the characters for the different months Come on, Which the, hot, the hottest character's got to be Anakin Skywalker on Mustafar. <laughs> but, but for all the wrong reasons. Well, I was going to say, we've got to, you know, we've got to be sort of, got to be body positive. We've got to show lots of different uh, types of people. So, you know, Java the Hutt's got to be in the calendar somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think, uh, of course. I think yeah. Of course, Hondo. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of Thrawn and the, you know, the third book coming out in the Thrawn trilogy, um, can't like, are you up to date with the Thrawn books? I haven't gotten to Lesser Evil yet. I'm really excited to. Uh, sort of work and life has been swamping me, but I have read the previous two and I have been loving having Thrawn's backstory. Um, Timothy Jean has been adding so much to the Chiss legacy, but it's so fascinating to find out. Um, seeing, seeing how Fawn has has risen up the ranks and his past in the Chiss, particularly sort of his relationship with with the Chiss. You know, he's although in the Empire he comes across as this very rule abiding and serious officer. In the Chiss, he's more of a rebel. You know, he goes against the ascendancy on multiple occasions, doing what he thinks is right, and it often is. Um, so, you know, we get to see these two sides of Fawn. And I love also seeing his relationships with the, with some of the Chiss he considers friends and I'll, I'm interested to see, particularly in Lesser Evil, if any of that those chiss in particular are actually his family. It is alluded to that he has family. And I wonder if any of these chiss are going to be the chiss that turn up in the Ahsoka series, maybe. You know, if they everything's done for a reason, so if they're planting some seeds here in these books, and then we're going to sort of see, you know, if, if Ahsoka's hunting down Thrawn, She'll probably be looking for Chiz as well, who might be able to give us some leads. That would be absolutely incredible. I think it's a culture that definitely deserves to get the live action um, treatments and just more of an exploration because not every fan reads the Star Wars books and they don't know about the Chiss, apart from, from, from Rebels. Uh, and it would be great to see more fans sort of interested in these in these aliens these very developed and extremely smart aliens out there off the edge of space off the map entirely with this you know complex complex society and that would that would be exciting if Ahsoka if Ahsoka could meet them you know how how do they react to humans how do they react to to people finding them because they are pretty isolated. 
yeah, I think, yeah, there's a lot of stories that you can tell there. And the chase can be really, really intriguing where you really could get Star Wars fans and casual viewers alike sort of really delving into the backstory of the chase where once they see them on screen because there will be that intriguing, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. So moving on from that, obviously, you know, last week we did catch up with Jason about his Comic-Con MCM Birmingham adventures. Kat, do you want to tell us all about your Comic-Con in Birmingham? Wow. Uh, where do I start? MCM Comic-Con Birmingham this year was absolutely the best time. I had a fantastic day. And hats off to everyone at MCM for putting on such a great event while still adhering to all the COVID rules. It was so well organised and a really pleasant, easygoing day. So hats off to everybody working hard to keep people safe and happy. Although getting um, a cup of coffee was a challenge. <laughs> well, that wasn't that wasn't anybody's fault except everybody wanted coffee at the same time. Yeah, and the Wi-Fi didn't work. <laughs> Wi-Fi worked for me. I think that's your dodgy phone. Yeah, probably. Um, I think last time I was on here, I mentioned I w- was going to cosplay as Sylvie from the Loki series, although I'm a Star Wars fan by day. Uh, I do like some of the Marvel stuff as well. And that was so rewarding. Um, I got to interact with my other variants, which was such great fun. And seeing the kids' reactions, that was something else. You know, the kids were pointing and saying to their parents, look, it's Sylvie. And they wanted photos. Uh, over over a dozen people actually asked for photos and selfies, which was I wasn't expecting that reaction at all. And first couple of times, I was quite surprised, and it took me a while to get into it. Donning that costume, you sort of become an ambassador for the character, whether you're filling a hero or villain's shoes, and you really have to live up to that. Um, catching up with all my Jedi News family was really, really great. We haven't seen each other since all this craziness started, and it was lovely to have the chance to catch up. And they introduced me then to other Star Wars fans, fan builders, cosplayers. So it was it was a great geeky day for literally like, like every fandom I love. But we didn't manage to get you into the Silver Sabre arena, so we're going to have to do that next time. Oh, absolutely. You give me that lightsaber. I want uh, <laughs> I want to have a go. That, that's the one thing I really want to do. When Jason was telling us about that, I was like, I can't wait to go next time and have a go with the Silver Sailors doing a bit dueling. It's going to be awesome. I was watching them sort of do their professional uh, lightsaber dueling between themselves. It's just like... Oh my goodness! They make it. They make it look easy, but it's not. You can see that by just by the people practicing. It is not easy, but it when they get going, I mean the silver sabers. They they're just as good as any of the stunt people on screen. They just it, it it's a dance. It's it's so beautiful to watch. Yeah, definitely. You have to get yourself the paddle one outpost and get yourself a training saber to train with. I do have I do have actually some really um good uh, lightsabers from Disney Store. They are pretty sturdy. 
So I think I'd have to use one of those. I don't think they'd be allowed. But you could practice beforehand with them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Practice beforehand, develop the skills, and then go blow people's minds. I mean, uh, when, I was a, when, I, when I was a kid, uh, I didn't get a lightsaber until I was about. My first lightsaber was the Qui-Gon Jinn lightsaber. So it was like 1999 when I got my first lightsaber. Obviously, I was playing Star Wars from like 1994 onwards. So like we used to use like cricket bats. Um, we used to use the prop from like to keep the keep the laundry up in the back garden. So obviously, lots of lots of injuries will be hard. But yeah, we used to use whatever we got our hands on back in the day. Health and safety really was met then. Yeah, well, I remember once I I did catch my best friend in the face with the cricket bat. Um, by accident, but oh. we were lightsaber dueling, and it caused a lot of trouble. But it was like, well, you know, if you went and bought with the lightsabers, it would have been less of an injury. Not not our fault. It's parents' fault. I like the emotional bit. blackmail there. <laughs> <laughs> no. God, have you been talking to my girls? Because that sounds like their sort of excuse. Well, the, your girls are clever, and then then they're right. Is what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you meet any celebrities or get any good pictures of celebrities at Comic Con Birmingham? I did. I had the great privilege and honour to have an autograph from Hayden Christensen, and it's something I will treasure uh, forever. What actually struck me was when I was in the autograph line, how slowly it was moving. Typically, um, autograph lines are quite fast, faster than um, if you want a photograph taken. So I was, uh, I was just intrigued. I had, I had no qualms. I was just intrigued of why it was sort of taking, uh, taking its time. And then when, I, when you get sort of, I was getting closer and watching the fans coming out, you know, with smiles on their faces, I could see what Hayden was doing is he was taking out time to personally interact with each and every fan. And I thought that was so humbling of him. He really gets his duty to Star Wars. He knows how much the character of Anakin Skywalker means to so many fans. And then he was providing that wonderful, wonderful experience with, with each and every fan that came to see him. I mean, he, we had, we had a, a brief chat, which was really nice. And he would, it, it really just felt so normal. It felt like just a normal everyday chat. Not that I was, you know, I was talking to Anakin Skywalker, but it just felt like I was, I was talking just like about the weather. It felt so, it felt so natural. And, you know, he doesn't come to the UK that much. So I'm very grateful that I didn't get to miss this opportunity. So have you got the picture framed yet? Is it on the wall? It is indeed framed. Um, it's a photo of um, Anakin in his um, Revenge of the Sith uh, gear. Uh, his lightsaber's drawn and says, to cat, best wishes, Hayden Christensen. And that is on my wall next to my uh, signatures from uh, Taylor Gray, um, Yuna Sotamo and Anthony Daniels. Fantastic. That's a nice little collection you've got going there. I'm jealous. That's really cool. 
I'm trying to build it up. I'm hoping the more comic cons I go to, the more my wall, my Star Wars wall of fame will expand. My, um, my, one of my, one of the best people I've met from being in Star Wars fandom, Brian Balance, he has a, um, it's a black poster with the Star Wars logo on, like the stars behind it. And what he does is he gets it signed in silver pen by anybody he meets who's working on Star Wars. So it's like it's pretty full already. I think to be fair, it's probably ready to be framed. But um, but yeah, I think it, like he's got a really cool collection of signatures on that. Really cool collection of signatures. It's something I've not really delved down at the minute. Like I don't really have anything signed. Um, but it, it is something that's cool. And I think hopefully, as I start to go to more conventions once the world opens up, um, I'm definitely probably going to be in the lookout for doing things like that. Definitely. I mean. I know my um my boss at uh, Jedi News. He has a uh, James. He has a personalized autograph from Adam Driver, which I am very jealous of. And if it wasn't personalized, I would uh, definitely sneak it into my own collection. <laughs> or you could just steal it and then change your name by by Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give her ideas. No, there's a thought. Why didn't I think of that? That's what I'm here. I'm here to lead people astray. That's my job. <laughs> Doing a great job, Pete. Um, so, yeah. So, Jason, when's the next big convention then in the UK? Um, well, there's some big ones coming up. I think it's March time. Um, we've, uh, I think I mentioned last episode about this new convention that's slotting into the MCM spot in March in Birmingham, which is Megacon. Um, that's looking quite interesting. Going to see what happens there. Um, obviously, MCM have cut back, so they're only doing one convention, I think, in both London and Birmingham, and they've dropped the Manchester and Edinburgh ones. Um, so they're sort of stepping back or, you know, concentrating on the two bigger conventions that they do. Um, but there's loads of new... Um, I'm trying to compile a list of new ones that are popping up all over the country. Um, but I would say just keep a lookout. Also, keep a lookout on, like, the UK Garrison, the Rebel Legion, the R2 Droid Builders sites even uh, the Mandalorian Mercs as well, all of those will list events that they're going to be trooping at. Um, and, you know, anything that they can... If you can go along and support those guys, um, because I know over the last couple of weeks, they've done a lot, a lot of charity work. And obviously, you know, um, these guys, they invest a lot of money in their costumes go out and do everything for free you know they get the odd perks but they basically do it do it for the love of it um and i've got a couple of friends um that are in the different groups and they've said just going out and seeing kids interacting and like kat said you know it was great seeing you know she was dressed up at um, mcm and the first couple of times that she was asked for a 
a selfie. She just sort of stood there and they took a photo of her. And then in the end, she was going in for full-on hugs and everything. And yeah, I, I think she was giving Hayden a run for his money on interacting with the fans. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. I mean, I was just... I was just trying to bring the happiness I was feeling to everybody else. Yeah, I think you'll agree with me. That's the one thing, um, you know, I it sort of pushed me. I've started working on my, um, I'm hopefully doing a Mandalorian costume. Not the Mandalorian, but a Mandalorian Merc costume. And it sort of pushed me to start thinking about it more um, because... I'm thinking next year for the November sort of time, I want to be able to get out there and go to the convention in, in full costume sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things I, I cannot wait to get back to the convention so hopefully we'll be able to do a, a Star Wars meet-up. The three of us together, talking Star Wars in person, will be absolutely wonderful. Oh, Definitely. Absolutely, I can show you all the photos of my Kylo Ren merch on my phone. Oh dear! You know I'm totally up for that. You know me, I love some, I love merchandise. It's one of my favorite things. So, speaking of Kylo Ren, um, Adam Driver's new movie, House of Gucci, is uh, in cinemas, and he's on a promotional tour. Um, he was asked while on the promotional tour about whether he would reprise the role of Kylo Ren, um, and what he said was no. I'm totally not against it. For me, it's a filmmaker's medium. So my only thing is working with great filmmakers, whatever the size. It's never been interesting to me to an extent. There's interesting things about working on both. Um, I always just follow people. I'd be interested in working with and whether I'd be right for the part, things like that. No, definitely not averse, he said. So, you know, he's happy to come back as long as it's, uh, you know, as long as it's with the filmmaker that is making good stuff and as long as it's a, story that intrigues him which you know I think he probably had his best time working with Ryan Johnson I can imagine on on The Last Jedi and, and how complex the character got and you know the scenes where you know he turns his back on Snoke and stuff like that very sort of very out there things I imagine that was probably his favourite time working on the project on working on Star Wars um, so yeah obviously this goes ahead with Kathleen Kennedy's comments last week about saying you know that sequel character sort of you know they they're working on ideas for them as we speak um so you know maybe in 10 years we'll see kylo ren return um do you think it'll be in the next five years or the next 10 years cat oh i, I mean we don't even know if 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 ben sell is going to return it would it would be amazing if disney brought the character back because there is so much that I think Ben does bring as a character. He is the last of the Skywalkers and the last of the Solos by killing him off in episode nine. You know, Lucasfilm completely shut the door on both those lineages. I know Rey takes on the name of Skywalker, but by blood, you know, she isn't. And we can see, you know, those sort of 10 minutes where we get to see Ben being him himself, basically. You, you could see that Adam Driver was already making Ben this complex character, a Solo, a Skywalker, and 
that would that would translate well into a, a, a movie or a television series considering how much disney plus are working on right now it would surprise me if we saw it within the next five years and you're looking more probably the next 10 if they're going to do it but at the same time how old do they want daisy ridley and adam driver being if they're going to bring them back together i i don't know nobody knows apart from apart from the story group at lucasfilm yeah, I think for me, it probably depends on how good the stories they come up with, um, as to how quick we get, how quickly we get that that story. Um, but it's good to see that he's open to it as long as it's right. Um, you know, he's quite quiet about Star Wars; doesn't really talk about it much. But um, I, you can gather that he really enjoyed playing the character, um, especially in the first two movies. Um, so, so yeah, for me, I would love to see him come back. Um, For me, sort of every movie he does, he's he's absolutely fantastic in. Like, if you talk about this sort of this modern day crop of actors, I think he's probably one of the best of the bunch. He's certainly in the top in there with the top five, and sort of the current generation of actors. Um, you know, he's absolutely fantastic in in all of his roles. I've never seen him in a role where I wasn't immediately drawn to him and what he was doing. Um, so yeah, I think you know if we can keep attracting people like him to Star Wars, I think that, that's important because, you know, these are some of the best actors on the planet, some of the people who are the best at their craft. Jason, do you reckon we'll see Adam Driver back within the next five years or ten years? I'm not sure. Um, it's I get the impression from some of the speech that's coming from Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm, um, especially bearing in mind you know, Kathleen Kennedy's apparently signed on for another three years. Um, I'd say it's probably going to be sooner rather than later if they do go for that. Um, I get the feeling at the moment they're going, they're carrying on with the Mando stuff. Um, I suspect there's going to be some High Republic stuff coming soon in television somewhere along the line um there's lots of rumors for different bits and pieces but you know the thing is they've created these characters whether you love or hate the sequel trilogy um there's still room to go you know that are the jedi going to return with ray setting up a new jedi academy could that happen you could even do that and bring Mark Hamill back into the fold as the Force Ghost guiding her. Um, there's so much that you could do. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think the, there's plenty of fields there to get a good crop out of, story-wise. It could go in many different directions. Um, moving on to what's fast, what was my favourite subject to talk about. It's fastly becoming my least favourite subject to talk about. Um, and that is the Hasbro Haslab Back the Rancor campaign. Uh, so there's currently six days left. It's currently at 4,764 backers. Needs to hit 9,000 to get made. Um, Kathy, obviously you missed last week when we, me and Jason went in depth on the Rancor and the issues. Um, 
so essentially what was they released the stretch targets and it, it's essentially repacks of figures that we've already had and then also a cardboard backdrop and some plastic bones so they're actually lost back that's when they announced that like it was over 5,000 and it dropped people cancelled it um, so it looks like it's not going to get made um, for me Hasbro need to go and announce that they're going to do Ula the dancer that they're going to do Malachi the Rancor keeper they do that they'll hit the goal no problem but that's 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 what the stretch goal should have been that's what everybody wanted and they've just totally misread their audience with the stretch goals on this one I listened to that episode from last week and oh my gosh I I felt your pain Pete um I, d- I don't know what Hasbro were thinking really it just it's shocking because both the sail barge and the razor crest had amazing responses from the start and that only kept going with the um extras that they were they were adding and it's it's like hasbro lost the plot with this rancor plastic bones repacks and cardboard people are paying over 300 pounds for this it's it's disappointing um how how could hasbro not know what the fans want i'm pretty sure that they've been black seas collectors have been crying out for ula and malachi and more of jabba's palace and yet they've totally ignored that with these stretch goals so it's it's bizarre it's like hasbro are are blind to what the Black Series fans and collectors want. I just... I can't really compute it. Yeah, it, it's very strange. I think, I think for me, I think they definitely know now what, what they need to do to get it over the line. I don't think they're rushing to do it. I think it's a case of they might just let this one fall by the wayside. Um, so I, I haven't cancelled my order. Um, so I'm sort of hoping that they don't just say, oh yeah, we'll make it for the 4,000 people who back there, because it's like, well, no thank you. Obviously, I will, I will have it, but um, but yes, yeah, six days to go, it, it hasn't budged in like, since it went, dropped on the 5k and it hasn't budged since really, That obviously probably a few have added on, but like, other than that. So yeah, um, look, it's going to be the first Star Wars failure to not be backed. Yeah, it's um it's quite sad because the other thing that has, you know, in contrast to that, obviously Hasbro got it drastic, seemed to have got it drastically wrong. And Lego seemed to have finally got it drastically right with the ATAT. Um, all I've seen with that is positivity. Um, you know, um, they didn't get anything wrong as far as I can see on the boxes. Um, they don't seem to have had a problem with supply for a change. I haven't seen people complaining that they didn't get the gift with purchase. Um, they did what, from what I can gather, was an absolutely amazing opening at um, the um, Leicester Square Lego store um, with Anthony Daniels there, which the fans seem to love. 
Um, and I know both them and Lega, uh, Hasbro speak to the fans. So, um, yeah, I think Hasbro have dropped the ball there and maybe they need to take a hint out of what Lego have done where they finally seem to be starting to listen to the people that can give them the right advice. Definitely. I think I just, I just wonder who's advised them on the inside that these stretch goals would have been were designed to get them across the line. I just, I just, I just don't know who's advised them on that. Like it's, it's 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 weird. It's weird. Time will tell. I'm sure. I'm sure the proof will come out in the pudding as time goes on. Um, Jason, you were saying that moving on from that. Like I said, I, I don't think the rank is going to get made. So like I said the actual amount of backers hasn't budged. For me, Hasbro will have to come out soon in the next couple of days. Show us pictures of Uda and Malachi. Throw them in for free, and then it'll, everyone will back it. But until they do that, this rank is just as dead as Return of the Jedi. I'm afraid. Yeah, it's not looking promising. Um, moving on from that to something else that's very expensive. Uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser Star Wars Hotel at Disney World Resort Orlando. Uh, Jason, there's been some more promotional material released for that, so we can all pay for grand a night to go and stay there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going for a week, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, it's um, they've released basically, obviously, anything Disney parks rise. Um, we know there's the Imagineering group at Disney, um, so they've released a video. I'm trying to find the information that I I was telling you about. You keep doing this to me, Pete. I'm not on the right bit. <laughs> Um, but they've basically released a video taking a tour around the Star Cruiser, introducing some of the things that you're likely to see. Um, and I think there's some, there seems to be, from what I can see, some like video characters that you meet as you go around, I think on like view screens and stuff like this. Um, so yeah, it's just they're building up the hype ready for the launch. Um, and you know it's it's an expensive experience, but I suspect, as with most things, they'll probably you know make a small fortune out of it, and I'm sure they'll end up doing that you can get cheaper you know cheaper ways of getting there and different things once the novelty wears off um but yeah, it's looking. It's something I don't know whether I'd want to spend the money or just to go and have a wander around. Um, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people going swarming to have a look at it. Um, and obviously with Galaxy's Edge to go alongside it, I know there's rumours that Galaxy's Edge is changing almost the time that it's set. Um, so I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be post Rise of Skywalker, but I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, if you do that, you've got to take away Kylo Ren. You've got to take away the First Order. Um, so yeah, it's very, very weird. I think the product has to make it non-canon. I think is the best way. Yeah, it's 
either that or create a whole new canon. Yeah. Indeed. Um, but yeah, that brings an end to sort of all our topics for today. Is there anything else you want us to talk about, Jason, that we've missed out? No, I think um, I think we've gone in depth as usual. Um, there's been bits and pieces coming out. Um, I'm sure over the next couple of weeks we're going to get lots more teasers with regards to the Book of Boba Fett. Um, obviously, I think yourself, uh, myself and Kat are going to be pretty busy in January once the Book of Boba Fett kicks off. Definitely, yes, and hopefully we'll be able to review those episodes as we watch them, which will be fantastic. Definitely something excited to talk about. <laughs> Kat, is there anything that you want to mention before we sign off? No, I think I think we have covered everything, and I'm glad I managed to sneak that bit of phone news in there. I've, I've just been looking at my phone, and, Twitter, and people are calling them emo throne. <laughs> that that is accurate, actually. Oh yeah, well, I think oh, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, everybody get 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 emo hot thrown on your walls, because that is going to be the uh, the hot Star Wars character to talk about for the next couple of months. One last thing from me: um, Has anybody got any new Star Wars Christmas jumpers yet? Seeing as we're approaching December fast. No, I've resisted the temptation. Oh, I got my dad a new one that has uh, a Stormtrooper helmet on it, and then it's got like a Christmas knit design of, I think, lightsabers and TIE fighters. So I'm going to make him wear that. Your poor dad. Yeah. That's he, fantastic. He, he, needs, he needs a Star Wars jumper, and I'm, I'm going to make him no wear one. No wonder he gave the hat. <laughs> Oh. I've just got a new one from Asda. It's like a green one with Baby Yoda on and loads of other stuff. So, uh, oh, I looked at that. I did see that one, Pete. I was, I was tempted. So yeah, so I picked that up. I need to dig the other ones out the cupboard so I can start putting them in rotation for December. Because uh, I've got about two or three ones, two or three Star Wars ones. Has anybody bought any Star Wars merchandise lately? Any new pieces to the collections? I just got some new Funkos of all from the Mandalorian. I got um, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, Moff Gideon, the Mando himself, and the Flame Trooper. Nice. Have you seen the new Luke Skywalker that's coming out? The hooded Luke Skywalker with the green lightsaber? That is a very cool figure. I actually haven't seen that many like hooded um, Funko figures. That's quite unusual. Yeah, I think I need to get that one. So if, if you see that one pop up, you have to send us a link. Yeah, it does look pretty awesome. What about you, Jason? Any good purchases, really? No, I've been pretty quiet. Um, I am. I keep looking, and I've got a feeling in the next couple of days I'm going to order. Um, the Secrets of the Sith. Ooh. Yeah, that book looks really good. It's uh, similar to the, the Jedi one that was released last year, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I've got to have the two to go in partnership, really. I um, have said there is nice Kylo Ren art in that. Oh, oh, I'll leave it on the shelf then. 
Kylo Ren topless. No, no, I think it's like a watercolor, like a watercolor version of yeah. of him um, from like The Force Awakens. Lovely. I've just picked up uh, in one of the Star Wars selling groups I'm part of on Facebook. There was a um, so it's Power of the Force, but it's I've totally forgotten the name of it. The um, Shadows of the Empire series. Uh, oh, so it was the IG-88 versus Boba Fett. That comes with the Dark Horse comic in the pack. Three three-quarter inch figures. And I also got the, um, I think it's Dash Rendor's swoop bike with Dash Rendor, maybe. Or maybe it's just a different swoop bike rider. Um, but I picked them up. It was a good price. So I picked them up. They've just arrived today. I haven't opened them yet. But um, So yeah, that's just been my purchases so far. I will look forward to seeing the photos, Pete. Yeah, so obviously you'll probably do a little unboxing on TikTok. So go to Star Wars Podcast on TikTok, and obviously we'll definitely get the images up on Instagram as well, at Star Wars Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter, at Boars Star, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Geordie Jedi Pete. Jason, where can the wonderful listeners find you on social media? I'm on Twitter, at Hondo Ling. I was prepared this week. Very good, very good. I'm glad. I was, I was ready to dig out the hole. Don't worry if you didn't. If you didn't. <laughs> good job, mate. And Kat, where can the Lovious find yourself on social media? You can find me at Kat Kyler, both with K's, on Twitter. Always happy to talk the Star Wars. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for joining us, guys. May the Force be with you both. Listeners, may the Force be with you all. And remember, always tell that to Kanja Club. Hello, Star Wars listeners. This is Savannah Odit. You might know me as host of the Dorky Diva Show with my co-host Brian Balance. I am also producer of The Adventures of the Zolan Dart, which is a Star Wars-inspired audio drama that we produced over the last year. If you love stories uh, about smugglers, courage, heroic characters, and maybe a few foes along the way, you should go to thedorkydivashow.com and listen to The Adventures of the Zolan Dart today. Shout! We've got your pigs. Were any of the critters harmed? What did you do now? I didn't do anything. I just freaked out for no reason. It was nice doing business with you again. Maybe next time we could deliver something less... Temperamental. <laughs> now, what you call temperamental, I call fun. Hey, is there a place nearby where I can make some repairs? Uh, oh yeah, three clicks south of here, you'll find a small spaceport. Uh, they, they should have what you need, as long as it's nothing too big. Dynamic class? My stars, you don't hear about many of those still being spaceworthy. It's been in my family for a while. She's pretty great. Uh, any chance you have a hovercart we can use to load up? I'll check out the holonet to see if anything new has come up in the sector. My name is Sereth Khan. I am the chief here on Gamai. My people and I have been experiencing food shortages out of late due to unforeseen natural occurrences. We are looking to hire someone. I say we take this one. The pay is great and it's the type of job we're familiar with. Welcome, welcome. You must be Captain Otoa. I've already sent word to Pactu to expect you in the next cycle or so. You told him we were coming before we even accepted the job. That's rather presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, perhaps, though once I received confirmation that you are interested and on your way here, I couldn't help but hope. Fair enough. Well, we'll be back as soon as we can.
that's not good. Is that blaster fire I hear? Ah, so you're the one. Captain, it sounds like they want to do this the hard way. <laughs> I love when they got some fight in them. Oh, this is bad. This is bad. We're about to have a lot of company. I'll see you soon.